The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Good morning, Hootay Nation. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I am your host, Ace Boogie, with my co-host, Zim Hootay. Zim, how are you feeling after... Matter of fact, hold on. You guys have been rocking with us for a while. It's time for us to make a big announcement. Do, Zim, do you want to do the honors? Uh, no, 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 no. All right, all right, all right. All right, so, you guys, you I know we've all joined forces like a dynamic duo with... Ace Boogie, New Strike City, and uh, Zim Day podcast and all this stuff, and we've been merging. But collectively, we have come together and we are joining forces with another force, the Sensi Jungle. So we are now a part of Sensi Jungle. We will be still uh, doing our stuff uh, from our own entities, but we are a part of Sensi Jungle. What we have in store for you guys, you have to wait on that, but there's going to be a lot more exposure for sure and a lot more people that we'll be able to reach out to. Um, so please give us your feedback on that. Show us some love, comments on that. want to make sure that we show Sensi Jungle that we are definitely worth it. Yes, definitely. So we will be joining the Sensi Jungle brand with Anthony Cotenza, John Sharon. Um, if you haven't, be sure to subscribe to the Sensi Jungle podcast. Uh, our podcast will be appearing on that platform. Uh, we still will have our separate podcast, so there will it won't be a four-person podcast. It will still be separate, but we will be under the Cincy Jungle uh, podcast, and we will be under that family. So uh, good news to start things off. Now, while you're here, let's talk about yesterday. Zim, what are your thoughts first? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what I have to say, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on the game. Uh, I was absolutely heartbroken because I know I, I did. I, I tell everybody come on Sunday on Instagram. If you don't know, it's them underscore who day. Go on there. It's really, really fun. I'm very, very animated. Um, but we do a live stream on there. We we had throughout most of the day probably like 150, 200 people on average. When they got close, 14, 14, 300 people plus. So it was really, really hype. I got really, really hyped. And I, I and in my head, I just knew. I just knew that was a win. When they scored, 
even when they scored a touchdown, I'm so mad. Like, we'll go into some of the plays later on, some of the bigger plays. But when it was 17-14, I thought that the um, Bills would come back and score, which they did, but I thought it would be in the form of a field goal. And, and in my mind, I thought it would be like a a walk-off Randy Bullock uh, field goal to win the game. I just really, really thought that in my heart of hearts. So when we lost and it was like a missed throw and uh, it goes off of Auden Tate's hand, and I, I just was speechless, man. What what were you thinking, like, leading up into that drive? What were you feeling, like, after the game? I, I went through a roller coaster of emotions for that game. Uh, you talk about the first half, I'd probably say frustration was really something that was, was settling in for me. But I did not want to give up on the team. So I still felt like, you know, if they straightened things up in the second half, that things would be fine. Um, I started to get excited again. I started to get back into the game. Like you said, third quarter, we go up 17-14. to 14. Um, I still was somewhat worried because I knew that the defense had been playing a lot um, throughout the game. And so um, – but the optimism was still there because it's like, okay, there's still plenty of time to left, left uh, when they actually scored. But this feeling just still set in with me like this is our season. You know, I was thinking that's what I kept saying going into this game, thinking into this game. This this is a must-win game for us. This is our season. This is going to say whether or not we're able to bounce back or whether, you know, the narrative that the media has been putting out is true. And I put – and this is why I'm cautiously optimistic with Andy Dalton because right before that drive, I tweeted out, this is where – this drive is going to tell us all we need to know about Andy Dalton. This is going to be whether we should keep him as the quarterback going forward. This is going to tell us whether <laughs> he's on. the guy. Hold on, A. Hold on. We nine years in. Right. Right, right. And I came to that we, realization. I came to that realization. We've seen this story we have for seen nine this. years. And we have out, seen of, this. And out of 25 scenarios, you only got two where he's actually done this exact thing. That's the Falcons game last year and the Seahawks game from, what was that, 2015, right? right. Those are the only two times he's ever, 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 ever done anything heroic, ever. He has, he has, if I'm not mistaken, I think there was a Pittsburgh game where he threw a touchdown or something for, like, one of the last You're talking about, you're talking about, that, you're talking about that Le'Veon Bell game, though. I, but I you, think so. I think but so. It, I'm talking about that Le'Veon Bell gets hurt by birthday game. But if you remember that game, Sean Williams picks off Ben Roethlisberger. Ben, that defense absolutely dominated the Steelers game because I was there. Right. Uh, fans did not like me at that game. But right. come on. Like, come on. Anytime there's a big moment, anytime we get to the playoffs, like, you know who he is. You have to – not only do you have to protect him, not only do you got to give him weapons, but you also right. have to give him a lead, too, like a nice lead, because right. he can't do that. That's not him. Right. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't saying, like, I'm pro Andy Dalton or anything like that. Of course I wanted us to win. But for me, that that was kind of me talking to the Dalton lovers and things like that. Like, this is what a real quarterback has to do. He has to, like, if you want me to shut up with the criticism of Andy Dalton and not talking to you to them directly, but um, a lot of people who follow my channel know that I'm not a big Andy Dalton guy. Like, I've never bought an Andy Dalton jersey. So 
so we can just so <laughs> in nine years in nine years that he that he's been there, I've never. But I don't want to come off as a hater, so I try to give them scenarios where I'm I'm trying to show them exactly what I mean, and that's why I was cautiously optimistic. No, I now now I will say this: I didn't want Andy Dalton to throw an interception to prove a point. That's not how I like things to roll. I'd rather our team win. I'm I'm pro Bengals winning. I'm not right, anti Dalton. I'm on, pro Bengals let, winning. Let but me but let, hold on. Let me, all right, hold ahead, on one second. So uh, Andy starts off. He starts off the drive okay, but then we have the interception that's thrown. And to me, what was the most frustrating aspect of it all is that guys that love Dalton really tried to blame that entire play on Auden Tate. And we're talking about a play where when you look back at it, number one, he had targeted Auden Tate like four times on that drive. The defense made an adjustment to start to blanket him. When you look back at the play, if you look on the opposite side of the field, Tyler Eifert is standing near a first down wide open. Tyler Boyd was a better pass. He threw into triple, almost quadruple coverage, and people say, oh, Auden Tate should have snagged it because the ball hit his hands. That's what happens when a quarterback throws into triple coverage. Things like that happen. Anything can happen where, and to me it was a poorly thrown ball, that's another aspect of it. But when you throw in the triple coverage, those are things that happen. And for me, it's just, I just really reached my boiling point where I'm like, all right, like this, I'm I'm done with this. Like we've seen it, like you said, for nine years. Like there is nothing about Andy Dalton, and people can talk about the offensive line. They can talk about him not having A.J. Green. The fact of the matter remains there's quarterbacks out there who have had way less talent with worse offensive lines that have produced, most notably Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck. This isn't a guy that's going to win us playoff games. This isn't a guy that's going to win us the Super Bowl, and that's what I walked away with that game from. Our season, 0-3, is looking like it's pretty much over, and I'm not going to be the guy that's trying to take the moral victories, oh, they fought in the second half. I give, I tap my hat off to that, but at the end of the day, you play to win the game. And, you know, at 0-3, there's no coming back from that. Go ahead. Okay, so I I meant it in this sense. Before the drive started, before the game started, before the season started, I know who Andy Dalton is. I don't need, like, these moments like this to define him. Because even how he converted that thing or whatever, just look at earlier in the game. Look at the the whole entire first half. They had communication issues, right? Because and, they, and the players are saying after the game, like, hey, they had the mouth, uh, they had to read Dalton's lips. Um, it was really loud in there, da 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 da. Right? The great quarterbacks or whatever, the good ones or whatever, make do. Andy Dalton, worst half you've ever seen, probably. Well, not even gonna say that because he has bad halves, like all the time. But right. in that half, he did absolutely nothing, and I point to that. Because if the defense can hold them to 11 points at one point, and then we they got that field goal right at the right before or whatever, but if the defense is holding them to 11, and I'm expecting from a Zach Taylor offense 28 points a game, or 30 32 points a game is what I will you know they, they, right. if you're talking Rams offense, right? The fact that Dalton didn't do anything at all, I point to that before late game heroics. He could come back. And win that game, but I'm going to look at every pressure moment that he had when the defense got a three and out and they put him in a position. Those are pressure moments, too, when we're at right. home and saying, all right, this is it. This is it, right? Every right. game, don't you sit there and say that with Dalton? Like, right. don't you say that every game? Like, 
ah, this is it. This is an important drive. If we don't score right here, oh, we at least get three points. And he never delivers, right? So then right. when the second half comes and then you get in these in these crunch positions, I'm already I'm, you've already a Dalton lover's already lost me because had he right. won had he had he won the game, did a touchdown, did whatever, I could still point to how he left like five throws on the on the on the table first half that y'all not even remember. But a dog right. lover is going to see what they want to see. They're going to want to see, oh, well, Ross had the drops. And like, none of these things uh, equate to, like, leadership or, like, actual, like, winning a game or a third down and 17-like conversion right. from Josh right. Allen, like, like that type of stuff. Those are the type of things that win football games. When, right. you, when you aren't consistent or flipping the field in the first half, you pretty much let the defense – do that now. I will say the Ross fumble was big because that essentially gave them the other seven. But right. but it, it doesn't take me. Remember when I first met you a couple years ago, and I said I said, bro, like I was a big time Dalton hater, right? But mentally, right. not even a hater, but a bit a big time Dalton realist. But now mentally, I've compartmentalized that, and he doesn't really upset me anymore because I already expect him not to win that game, and that's not to be cynical. It's just right. that I know that he has to be in a position of power. He has to have leverage in everything mentally. It doesn't right. even have anything to do, like, with the score. Like, he he needs momentum. He needs uh, uh, people taking over, making big, big plays, like, without him. Like, he needs all the leverage so that there is no pressure put on him. That's the big thing about us drafting, like, a quarterback and even having Dalton, like, this past year. Haskins would have been sitting there breathing on his neck, and the conversation is a lot different. The conversation, right. you got all them Ohio State fans, you got all right. them uh, people, all the, you know what I'm saying, like breathing down his neck, and now Dalton lovers are now like getting their voice heard from the front office um, that, oh, man, maybe we should start Haskins. Because imagine Haskins on this team and it's 0-3. You right. know what the fan base is going to be saying waking up today? Put in Haskins. Put in Haskins. I mean, they're, they're even – they're even. I'm getting tweets they're about – They're saying Philly, uh, right? Dogala. I'm hearing Dogala even. I'm hearing Philly that too, Dogala. but Dogala is not ready. He's more of a project. Finley, like I, I – I, this is this is why this is why people tune in to me and you. I'm not a Dalton hater, and I'm just not some idiot that's going off on a rant because we lose a football game. I'm going to tell it to you like this. Finley is not the answer. Right. See, so people that absolutely hate Dawn just say, well, put in Philly. No, don't put That's in Philly. The same thing, you, right. You should have not even drafted Philly. Philly is a guy that is based on timing, quick routes. You can get the ball out. He probably can win you a couple games. I like his chances better than Driscoll. But is he a starting quarterback that's going to take me to the promised land? No. no. So why would I even clog my thoughts up with even entertaining the idea of putting in a Finley? All right. I want – Finley is just a relief pitcher, and right. he throws – throws over the middle, and he can't get to the outside hashes. So that's what I mean by this thing. It's like Dalton had his chances in the first half. If you go look at the Seattle game, he had his chances to score touchdowns instead of, instead of field goals. Even the drive where they go up 17-14 um, or whatever, that drive should have been a touchdown. And then that's a different game because then now that's leverage. So right. now leverage is on Dalton's side, and Josh Allen is forced to score a touchdown in that right. moment, which, which – I mean, I, I think it may happen or it may not, but you're putting a lot more pressure on him. And that's right. the type of stuff, that's the thing that Dalton wins. Those are the games that Dalton wins. When the pressure's on the other opposition, um, and I've I've been moved on mentally from Dalton. Like, I don't need those right. points right there. Even when he won the Falcons game last year, 
I still could tell you, I could still show you three throws. Even though he won that game in remarkable style at the end of the game, I could still show you three opportunities early in that game where he should have scored touchdowns, and the game shouldn't even have been that close. Right, right. I, I totally agree with you. I was thinking, um, I knew what Andy Dalton was, but I felt like with a guy like Zach Taylor, he could at least try to hide or, you know, do something to improve Andy Dalton's play, but to me, I'm just like I said, I'm done with. It. I don't want to. I don't want to focus on uh, simply Andy Dalton because I know some of our fan base is. It's a very. It's a very sensitive subject. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're gonna matter. talk Give about it to the straight, real. Ace. Give it to we're gonna, straight. We're <laughs> gonna talk about the real. Like the pick to Jadavius White, the third down and eight, where he throws it into the ground. That's just unacceptable. Like, as a quarterback and a leader, that's just unacceptable. Um, another thing, though, we can talk about um, the defense. Now, upon further review, like, initially when I watched in the first half, I was I was upset with the defense, and they had some miscues as well, most notably the missed sacks. It just seemed like there were so many plays where they had Josh Allen and they just couldn't finish the sack. Geno Atkins finished with one sack, but the Bengals probably should have had about five sacks. Um Geno had one missack himself, and then there were other plays. There was even a play where they had him in the backfield, which was ridiculous. They had him in the backfield, and he still is able to throw up a prayer for a first down. That is ridiculous. So that that really pissed me off. Um, I hate to keep bringing him up. Drake Kirkpatrick allows a third down and 17 play in the first quarter. Um, they were kept, they kept just putting the fast receivers on him, and it seemed to me like. Anytime they needed something or anytime that something wasn't working against the defense, they automatically started to target Dre. Um, so I'm not sure what they're going to do there. Darius Phillips finally got some play. I was a little bit concerned about the decision to start Tony McRae over Darius Phillips. I don't know where that was coming from. Uh, also, the penalties. I hate to be the guy to talk about penalties. I don't like using that um, as, you know, something to hang my hat on. But the kick return touchdown, like, that's called back. You talk about the Josh Allen fumble, that's just a, a weird call to me. Uh, the kick return, uh, well, not the kick return, but the, the, the face mask at the end, leading with the crown of the helmet, like two back-to-back penalties that could have, like you said, held them to a field goal, ended up causing a potential touchdown. So those aspects from the penalties aspects were just pretty bad. But I will say this. There were some penalties called on the Bills that kind of, in a sense, helped us keep drives going. You talk about the drive where Andy tried to either tie it, well, not tie it up, but try to go ahead. There was a play call on, or there was a penalty called on that drive that actually helped us get a first down. But the overall officiating in this game was just complete trash, in my opinion. Uh, some people might try to criticize Zach Taylor. Uh, Zach didn't ha- didn't coach a good first half, right? But he was able to inspire these guys and get them to come out in the second half and play their butts off and potentially almost put them in position to come away with a victory. And he also did something that stuck out to me yesterday that Marvin Lewis would never do, which was showing emotion and yelling at the referees at the end of the game. Like, Marvin Lewis would never do that. Um, and, and, and speaking of the end of the game, don't you feel like that was a safety? A like safety. Like yeah. he, uh, Trey did, uh, Trey Trey White gets the right. interception. He doesn't he doesn't give himself up. He just totally forgets that he never got touched, and then he just runs out the back of the end zone. Wow! Like, I, I, I didn't I even, even think about that. You didn't wow. realize that? Like, 
I did we not realize sitting, that. We were sitting there on the live stream thinking like, I, and I was yelling at everybody. I'm like, nobody touched them. And then, and then you did you notice that they tried to clean it up afterwards? And then the referees. Um, so this is the only referee talk you're gonna get from me because my theory is this: whenever you lose the game, all of the bad calls get highlighted. So we're gonna say that because people show me some hits on Dalton that should have been penalties. I don't even care about that. But this is blatantly like crazy to me. Go watch the end of the game. Anybody listening to this? The guy, Trey White gets the interception. Nobody touches him. He doesn't give himself up. Giving himself up is kneeling. Whatever. He gets the ball. Just make sure they crazy and gets up. And everybody starts celebrating. They go out the back of the end zone. I'm like, wow. that's a safety. <laughs> that's wow. a safety, bro. Like, that we should have got the ball back. So <laughs> that's the what... ball back down by one point. <laughs> so is that what Zach Taylor lost his mind on? Yeah. Was... Yes. Oh, wow. That's what that is about. Wow. Wow. That is crazy. Um, I don't even want to talk about good things because – Hold on, I, I, let me let I, me go on my hot Go ahead. Let me go on before go ahead. we get to the next segment. Remember everybody saying that Josh Allen was a bum. Remember the people that didn't want Josh Allen to get drafted. He goes number seven in the draft. So I say that to Bengals fans is, well, what, what do you think you're going to do then when you go to the draft? You're just going to draft the quarterback to, to, to do what Dalton's done? Yes, I absolutely am. Remember, they, they, they too had – uh, a, a, mediocre, a mediocre quarterback that was consistent with Tyrod Taylor. Then they went on to, I guess they tried to do the Peterman project. But they went, they too were caught in denial too, just like Bengals fans. The only way Bengals fans will wake up and stop blaming, like, the front office and blaming all this other stuff, even though the front office has their hand in this thing too, is when you see a new quarterback. And, and I don't care if it takes you years to find that quarterback. That's the – that's – I hate to say the easiest way, but that's the path. And Josh Allen represented that today. And every time we get beat by a quarterback, because, like, I'm looking at their team, they don't have as much talent as we do. They really didn't. But at the end of the day, it's Josh Allen who stepped up and won that game at the end. And think about all the mistakes that he made. If he plays a really, really good team like the Chiefs, uh, the Patriots, the Rams, anybody like that, the Buffalo Bills lose by 21 points. But because the uh, the opposing quarterback and Andy Dalton did not make him pay for those um those those mistakes that he made that we're now highlighting the good plays because you're going to take the good with the bad with a young quarterback. This is a guy in the second year, you know what I'm saying? So think about like he's going to grow. Like he could grow into Ben Roethlisberger for all we know. Then he reminds you of that with the way he was just you couldn't bring him down. So my highlights of the game were the ability uh, to take the boom over bust concept and put it into your head mentally if you are a Dalton fan or if you are a person that just models itself on just consistency, okay, the NFL has now changed. The the amount of money that you have for a quarterback of of a Joe Montana stature or whatever will deplete your whole entire roster. So what you gotta do is get a quarterback on a four year deal, um, low salary and build these guys around it. Because after that game I looked at this whole situation just like I did last week, remember? And now I'm looking at the whole thing. You can't go and, and bank on Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins, Gio Bernard signings to carry this team into their in their own three now. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta you the only way to offset that because you can't pay Dalton that and keep those guys. So the decision to me is super super easy. 
You can't keep Dalton and be able to sign any of these guys that, you, that you're going to have to sign coming up, like a Joe Mixon or not, or you're going to have to blow up the whole team, like blow up the whole roster. So Josh Allen on third down, the third and 17 was the play of the game to me, the play of the game by far. Then also <clears throat> the Ross fumble. So if I'm going to give Ross his, his props or whatever, the Ross fumble was huge. Um, I got to highlight the bad. He had his, one of the worst games that he's had as a pro, if not the worst game. Um, aside from that, I thought Joe Mixon ran really, really well in the first half. I didn't think Zach Taylor called enough run early on, and, and I think they started to try to get to the passing game when they didn't really have to. Every single time that they ran, even if he was met at the line of scrimmage, he ran so hard that he was getting two and three yards. Like, had they get fed him the ball like he should have been, he would have ended up with 100 yards for sure. Second half, they made the adjustments. So I really do like that. And then, um, and then you got to see what happens when you do have a running game. Now everybody's open, um, like Auden Tate. And I'll take it a step further. You said on that play, uh, Auden Tate uh, is blanketed, right? The play before he throws the Erickson going across, right? He's got Eifert wide open to the left hand side. Now he made he made. I mean, you know, when you're playing quarterback, I imagine you're going to see like targets running your peripheral. So he's, he's seeing Erickson running off, and he's clear, and he can get out of bounds. So that might have been a better football play. But Eifert had way more space in front of him. If you go look at that play, like, that was open as well. And I'm not here to criticize, like, or what it could have, should have uh, passed this from Dawson. Um, It's just that was the difference to me is, is Josh Allen mainly on that third down and 17, the Ross fumble, to me, like, categorized the game. By the time it gets – uh, Bill's got the, I mean, go up 21-17, Dalton's got the ball. I'm now, I've already shifted focus to the first half. Like, right. regardless of whatever happens right there, I'm going to look at what happened in the first half. Did the defense do enough so that the Bengals could be in a position to win? Absolutely, 100%, yes. And so anything that happens after that, any calls, anything that you could highlight or show me that, oh, we got robbed on this or we got robbed on that, it doesn't really do anything to me. It doesn't move any meter in my body because, I'm like, well, the Bengals had all the opportunities in the world, three and out, three and out, three and out. What did you do? So when people start crying, that's why I don't really get into that referee stuff. Only reason I'm pointing out that safety is because that's, that's crazy to me. Like, he just got the ball, intercepts, and then runs out the back of the end zone. That's crazy. Right. But that right. game was not complex to me. It just was one quarterback was a little bit better than the other. Uh, the adjustments were made at halftime, like, that we've seen, um, that we never saw from Marvin Lewis. And – um that's, that's really it. It's just a guy made a guy made more plays on the other team, and our guy didn't. And, and right. a Dalton fan doesn't like to hear that. But come on, like defense is not pitching shutouts these days. Like to right. hold it, to hold them the eleven, the 11, I always look at that eleven to zero. I was like, whoa! I cannot believe we're only down eleven. Right. Like, that's it all like you, we should have been down twenty one to zero. Man, that's all you want. And the yeah. offense, like they should have been saying, man. Because there's no games with this with this amount of talent. If you gave Bill Belichick these same people, these same the same personnel, offensive line included, they would score more than Tom Brady. They probably would give up more sacks. They would probably give up. Um, they but but the amount of big plays that he would scheme up for Geo, the amount of plays they would scheme up for Eifert, all that like when you if you gave these, these same players to Sean McVay, offensive line included. Those are points, bro. Like, there is no zero-point half with these players. I guarantee you. Andy Reid sees these There's no zero points. 
And that's not a complete knock on Zach. You need to build cohesion. You got all these different things. So my my expectations first year are maybe not as high as the average fan because there's growing pains with everything. So I'm not here to say Zach Killer is not the offensive guru that we thought he was. I'm just saying that with the same team on a different coach like an Andy Reid, somebody that knows what to do with this talent, you don't score zero points. So when the defense holds them to 14 in the first half, and then they damn near pitch almost a shutout in the second up until that touchdown, I mean, that's it. That's what you get. Bengals should, should win that game every week 31-21 with the amount of three and outs that they had. That game should have been 31-21 Bengals. And, it, and right. if they didn't put up points, I'm not going to look. Like, like, if we win a game, you know what all the fans do in our comments? They talk about, oh, man, he got robbed. What about the helmet, the helmet? Or, like, that's what losers do when you right. lose a game. You go right. back and try to point out all the different uh, points you got robbed. If we win that game, we don't remember any one of those dumbass calls. None of them. No, you don't remember. I, I totally agree. I you totally win a game, agree. you don't you don't think about none of them calls. Like if you win the game, but right. you didn't put up points, and so the, all these all of our fans got to get on board. Think like a Patriot. I hate the Patriots, but think like a Patriot. So think like a Steeler. They always think that they should win the game, and when they don't win the game, they cry about rest and they cry about everything else. But at the end right. of the day, they know that they're scoring points. Well, not the Steelers this year, but in the past. They know that they're scoring points, so they don't have the same uh, – it's not complex. Score some right. goddamn points. Like, just right. score. And then Josh Allen and all this stuff doesn't look so crazy to us in the second right. half. Now, one thing I will say is I, I totally agree with you saying that uh, the Bills took the chance and went and got Josh Allen and things like that. I am not a Josh Allen believer, but one guy that I think they should have taken, and I hate to sound like a broken record, you saw him against the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Two other guys, two other guys they passed on. Now I'm not going to sit here and say Mahomes because I remember when that draft came out, everyone was shocked that he went that high. Some people were saying that he was going to go mid to the end of the uh, or the beginning of the second of the second uh, round was Pat Mahomes, but Deshaun Watson was there and they passed on him as well. And the Bengals have passed on all of these guys and have not gotten better. They simply have not gotten better. So, like you said, those guys end up being the difference. Whether you like it or not, Josh Allen ended up making the plays when it mattered. After screwing up and after almost giving the game away, he still was able to get his team down there and make plays when they mattered, like you said, on the third and 17. Uh, Zim makes a great point there. Like no, I don't no, like no, Josh no, Allen. No, no, the holding like call, Allen, though, I agree is big. The holding call was big on the kick return, too. I don't want to diminish that, too. I, I, I totally just kind of left that out conveniently. I'm sorry about that. But the holding right. call, yeah, like that, on the – That's on the, the, on the, probably on the, the biggest one. Yeah, that was the biggest game. But the, the, the holding call on the on – the, and, and I, I sound like – I sound stupid because I've just said, I'm not going to blame the rest, but come on, that wasn't a holding. But, you know what I'm saying? Right, and like you said, you made some other good points. Zach Taylor could have ran the ball a lot more, especially since that seemed to be the Achilles heel of that defense. So Zach Taylor's got to get better. But this is Zach Taylor's third game. So he did have some positives that we liked, as you talked about, with getting them to bounce back in the second half and things of that nature. Uh, But 0-3, that's what we're faced with. Um, We're coming to an end here. It's Steelers week, and honestly, I'm not even excited for it, which is never the case. I'm always excited to take on the Steelers. 
But even if we win and go one and three, that's just it's just still a disappointing season for me. Zem, do you have anything to say before we get out of here? Uh no. I'm 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 actually a little excited, I think, for the Steelers thing. I mean one of my goals early on the season is like a silent goal in my head is that if we can go five and five, I like the rest of the schedule. I kept on saying that. Everybody in our division lost yesterday, so I'm not I'm I'm giving up because history says zero and three means you won't make the playoffs. But to say that we won't be competitive, to say that we don't, uh, we're totally out of it. We're faced with like some Patriots, uh, Patriot like team in our division will be off base since the Browns lost, the Ravens lost, and the Steelers lost. So everything's kind of null and void. We now to go one and two would have been so so special, right. and to not do it, I, I agree with you said earlier. It's, it's pretty much over for the season. But this, these are the weird things about it. We can pick our victories throughout the season and have fun with it. If we beat the Steelers on Monday night, that's something that that can build on in the future. And I know Zach Taylor is going to have him hyped up. After the game, a lot of players said his speech was so loud. They hadn't been, like, given a speech like that in years. Um, Sean Williams said, I would run through walls for this guy. And I and I never quit on him after the game. There are a lot of good quotables on there, and a lot of rah rah stuff that you may might buy into or maybe not buy into. But a lot of people, um, I get the sense from the players that it it was a big speech, and it, it's a difference in culture, absolutely. And if you look at the game, they didn't give up. So let's see if they can go into Pittsburgh, take some of that, and maybe sprinkle it into a victory. Because the Steelers, what I saw from Mason Rudolph yesterday. I, I, I got to think that the Bengals got to be thinking that they got something for them. But at the end of the day, that offensive line from the Steelers is still going to be a problem. If the, if the Bengals had a problem with the offensive line from the 49ers, it's going to have a hard time penetrating that to get to Mason Rudolph. So let's see. Let's get prepped up. We're going to have some good podcasts coming up. Welcome us to Cincy Jungle. We are here. Ace, got any last words? Uh, once again, excited for the future. Um, we're still going to do these podcasts, and we're still going to bring it. We're still going to give our analysis. I don't care if we go 0-16. We're still going to bring the noise from the jungle. Uh, but as Em said, he kind of just pepped me up a little bit. I'm looking forward to this game. Hopefully things can turn around. Made a great um, made a great uh, analysis there of, of the division and things of that nature. So next, we will be coming to you guys with our preview for the Steelers game. Uh, We are signing off. Who day?